Welcome to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian, where all we do is games. Welcome back to the Player 2 Podcast. We're on episode 10 today, and we are doing our midterm video game awards. This is the show where we are going to go over certain categories for the games, and we're going to give them awards based on the mid-year review of these games. Um, to qualify for a midterm award, the game has to have come out after November 20th of last year through May 31st of this year. Um, we'll go over multiple categories, uh, such as best visuals and art style, best indie games, best original soundtrack, best RPG, best multiplayer, best story or single player campaign, and best game. Now, keep in mind, these are just our opinions, but we did develop the scores through a mixture of community feedback on our Discord, Twitter, Reddit, as well as Metacritic scores and reviews. So some of these games we may not be as knowledgeable in, but uh, they are relatively unbiased. We're not just giving it to our favorite games. Um, you so might. I'm, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I would never do that. In fact, uh, I don't know if I played any of the people who any of the games who have won to be honest with you i actually i i don't i don't think i have either <laughs> <laughs> but uh we're gonna get started today with best visuals in art style the categories we i tend to like because i'm a big art style i like a game that looks pretty i like a game that's well done and has an interesting art style um so here are the nominees for best visuals and art style at the midterm game awards. Yeah, Resident Evil Village, a hauntingly immersive world if you stop looking at gigantic vampire ladies. <laughs> we got Monster Hunter Rise. Hunting down massive monsters has never been so beautiful. Next is Cyber Shadow. Take a step into a retro inspired 16 bit graphical world. And lastly, Little Nightmares 2, an isolation of fear prominent in this twisted and dark world it really is <laughs> it it is now i have played none of these games <laughs> <laughs> i've watched i've watched I, plenty of it i just got through watching a playthrough of resident evil village that game is horrifying and chilling good yeah um i just got through playing little nightmares one i have seen a lot of little nightmares two i've seen a lot of cyber shadow haven't seen a whole lot of monster hunter rise but i have seen a fair amount of Resident Evil Village. Now, if I was picking my favorite, I would go with Resident Evil Village just because I've seen how detailed and really nice yeah. the graphics are in that game. Uh, which one would you go with if you were just picking your favorite? You know, honestly, uh, I think Monster Hunter Rise, it's it's great that it's in this category, but it's kind of been, it's been around. It's been doing its thing for a while. It's just always been a beautiful game. Um, I think I'd give it to Resident Evil. It just is a gorgeous horrifying world that they've made and obviously a fantastic voluptuous large woman <laughs> <laughs> if you can get past the gigantic vampire lady you can right see how pretty uh, uh, the game is yeah it is a beautiful game and I, I think i'd probably give it a resident evil but that's not what everybody else thought no um the winner in this category is little nightmares 2 now, based on the graphics of the first game and the improvements they made to the second game, just 
the entire environment in this game is just so cool, so fantastic. And it seems like everything in this world you can touch and interact with. And it's really just a, it's a beautiful game for exactly what it needs to be. Um, you know, games like Monster Hunter and Resident Evil are always going for this, you know, grandiose, you know, environment. But sometimes if you tone it down a little bit, you can capture that fear. You can capture that isolation. You can just capture this sense of dread um, in just a smaller world. And I think Little Nightmares 2 really encapsulates what... Uh, an environment fit for game should be right. And I know I've seen, I've definitely seen some content on this game, some videos that have been put out about it and the way that they are able to kind of have you move through these environments and the environments kind of start to change and fall apart or people try to capture you. And it's all, I mean, it's all scripted, but it puts the sense of urgency, this sense of fear into you like, Oh, you know, I got to go. I, I got to be somewhere else. Right. Uh, and their ability to just kind of encapsulate it in a pseudo, like a 2.5D world. Mm-hmm. It's it's remarkable. They've done a really, really good job with it. And I think they, they deserve to win this category. I absolutely 100% agree. All right. And the next category we have best indie game. Now we tried to get, uh, for this one, we tried to get games that were you know, not part of any large, uh, large groups like EA or anything like that. So we had talked about it takes two, but it will not be part of this list. First up, we have Cyber Shadow appearing yet again, taking a page from Shovel Knight and Ninja Gaiden in a 16-bit inspired adventure. And back again as well is Little Nightmares 2. Building on the success of the first game, Little Nightmares 2 manages to stay fresh and haunting. And next up, we have Shady Part of Me, blending a 2D and a 3D art style to help immerse the player in a girl and her shadows world. And lastly, Wild at Heart. It's a Pikmin-style game with a hand-painted Paper Mario aesthetic. Again, I, I still haven't played any of these games. You're more, you're more of the indie person, though. I am. I am very much so an indie person kind of game. Um, I've tinkered a little bit with Wild at Heart. I've completed Shady Part of Me. Okay. I've seen a lot of Cyber Shadow, and I've seen a lot of Little Nightmares. Um, all very good games. Um, I think the Wild at Heart has a very interesting art style. It's uh, it's an open world Pikmin style, but everything seems to be made layered like paper. I guess you could say okay. it almost has like this hand painted watercolor kind of color palette to it. Okay. Um, but it's a Pikmin style game, which I'm not a big fan of. Uh, I've never gotten into the Pikmin series. Um, sure. However, I do like games that are new ideas, fresh ideas, um, where if I was going to pick one on this list, it would be Shady Part of Me. Uh, I have played that one through. It's a very cool, very dark world about this girl with, uh, I think it's like a mental illness or something like that, where okay. she's just alone and doesn't believe in herself and her only friend is her shadow and you switch between being her shadow and being her when you're her shadow you are a 2d image on a wall traversing the shadows that are portrayed on the wall when you are her you are in a 2.5 3d world kind of style where you move stuff 
for the shadow on the wall so that you can both proceed through the game. It's a very, very cool uh, concept. The story is very interesting. It's very dark. Um, That would be my pick if I was going to just pick my personal favorite. Okay. I mean, in this category, again, I'm not, I'm not huge into indies. I think a lot of our listeners kind of know that by now. If you're new here, hey, how's it going? I'm not a big indie gamer. Sorry. Uh, but I think I'd give it a little nightmares on this one. Again, just based off kind of what I've seen and what I know of it, uh, it definitely is a visually interesting game. It's something where I think I could, if I wanted to get into an indie game, that's something I could get more into. So I think that it just looks more kind of my style, and I think that's why I would probably pick it. And I guess I, I guess that makes me in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the the winner for best indie game is Little Nightmares Two. Again, taking yeah. home the second award. Again, of the I night. think for, um, for a good reason. If, yeah, for good reason. They they've built a fantastic franchise. They built a really interesting, cool world, and the puzzle platforming mechanics like that they combine in these games is just a lot of fun to play. And, you know, you're trying to solve these puzzles while being chased or, you know, something's, you know, just something's coming after you while you're trying to solve these puzzles or move through these worlds. It gives you that sense of fear. It gives you that sense of urgency and they, they've done a fantastic job. Right. I, I think it's just, it kind of falls into the Ori world of thing, Ori will the wisp, you know, where it's just this, fantastic world that they've created and this great story from start to finish with this basically just a platformer at its core and i think to elevate the platformer to a new level is a great great feat these days there's been so many of them and i think little nightmares one and two just continue to stand out i agree our next category of the day is best music or original soundtrack in a game. Uh, this category has some games that I'm very familiar with. Um, first game uh, again uh, on the list. It's going to be, it's been on the <laughs> list quite a bit. Uh, Cyber shadow, uh, very influential or music that's influenced a lot by shovel Knight and mega man style, which makes sense since it's published by yacht club games as well. Uh, next up, we've got Bravely Default 2, kind of your traditional RPG soundtrack. Their original composer, Revoke, returns for this one, making a great, uh, great soundtrack again. Next is Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, the game. A mix of mellow and action-packed retro-inspired music. And lastly, Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, an updated and modernized take on the classic NES game soundtrack. So with a lot of these games, like I, I'm a sucker for a good soundtrack for a game. I, yep. I think other than gameplay or other than the art style, I think the music is one of the biggest things that can immerse you into a game. Definitely, um, It can change your mood, your feelings, and really set the tempo for an entire game. Um, in my opinion, if I was going to pick one, Anybody who knows me, I'm going to pick Scott Pilgrim vs. the World because um, <laughs> I, I love the movie. I love the game. The music is really good. I, lo- I love the music in the game. Um, and I, I think they did a great job of making music that fits in with the comics and the movie 
and it just fits together. It makes sense. And uh, it's very catchy and very, very pleasing to the ears. Right. You just got to remember to eat your food in Scott Railroad. Eat your, oh yeah. <laughs> get your, get your power ups. Get your power ups. You're right. Uh, I think if I were to give it to a game, I'm a sucker for a classic RPG. Uh, Bravely Default, I haven't played, but I have a friend very near and dear to me that has played through it uh, countless times. First one, second one, anything that they've ever done, basically Square Enix as a company. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it, it really hits that RPG feel, that fantastical RPG that you kind of come to expect from Japan. And they just nailed it. I think it's a great, great audio. Ultimately, the award goes to who? Cyber Shadow. We're going to give it to them. Uh, we just think that their kind of Shovel Knight and Mega Man style mix really, really created a special, special soundtrack for that game, uh, especially coming out of an indie studio. Yeah. And next up, we have Best RPG. This is this is my category. I like this This is yours, yes. <laughs> I have indies, you have RPGs. Right. So first up, we have Near Replicant. That is, with the world on the brink of extinction, a boy makes a promise to his little sister. This lie would live on for eternity. It's kind of story synopsis for that one. Next, we have Bravely Default 2. Hunt down the stolen crystals to prevent a calamity from befalling your land. And next up, Groundhog Day. Ah, uh, sorry, Returnal. The search <laughs> for mysterious white shadow signal goes awry as you're stuck in a time loop. And lastly, Monster Hunter Rise. Hunt monsters to build better gear and hunt bigger monsters. So I think if I had a choice, I think we all know at this point, Monster Hunter Rise would take it for me. I think it's so. Just... I, I know you're you're a big fan of Monster <laughs> Hunter Rise or Monster uh, Hunter in general. If Monster Hunter is a general game. Uh, I think they just make... Even though it's it's more or less the same thing over and over again every time they make a new game, I just there's such a great great concept, and they just do it so well, and they continue to expand on it and add things to it. And Monster Hunter Rise was just the next step. So again, it's just as it's one in years past in best RPG in my heart, it's my best RPG. What about you? To be honest with you, I haven't played any of these games. Oh. Um, I have I've I've dabbled in Monster Hunter World. Didn't like it. Um, yeah. I've never played Bravely Default. I've never played a Nier game. And I've never played Returnal. Um, I have seen a little bit of Returnal, and it seemed like a very interesting concept. Um, but you know, ultimately, I, I I don't know any of these games well enough to give my influence to any of the picks. Sure, I feel like Bravely Default would be knowing your past with like Nino Cooney and stuff like that. I think Bravely Default would kind of probably be the most up your alley. Okay. But. So ultimately we went with. Returnal. Returnal. I think that I think. Based on what I know of the game, I think the concept is very interesting. Um, yeah. You know, go through the time loop over and over, being able to like leave messages and logs for you to find from your past selves and that kind of stuff as you're searching for this, you know, mysterious signal it just seems like a very cool ominous game and right now it's probably the best game on the playstation 5 uh i would probably agree with that at least out of first party games you know again this is just an example of what 
first party can do uh not to like sit here and mark it up exclusives or anything like that but man they're able to do some crazy things with the hardware especially the way that the game just functions is really really well done and then also yeah the the concept of being able to uh kind of evolve this roguelike experience into a story-based rpg Mm -hmm. is really really phenomenal and they did a good job i haven't played it but i've heard it's incredible and i've heard it's very very hard next category we got is best multiplayer game now this these games are any game that features an online aspect uh whether it's a pvp or a co-op style um gameplay doesn't matter as long as you can play with friends or random people on the internet. Yep. The first game up for nomination is It Takes Two. Uh, it Takes Two is a game where you work together with a friend to mend a couple's failing marriage and a child's broken heart. And then we have Outriders. You can team up with two of your best friends and take on a brutal new planet after Earth has been destroyed. Then we have Knockout City. Battle players in the ultimate dodgeball arena game. That game looks fun. Monster Hunter Rise, appearing again. Take on village quests or the more difficult gathering hub quests with friends online, locally, or random players. So I have experience with two of these games. Um, It Takes Two and Outriders. Um, I've completed It Takes Two, and I thought it was really fun. Um, The nice thing with that game is you can play it uh, multiplayer co-op. Right, at, like right on your couch, local co-op. Okay. Or you can actually just give a code to a friend, and they don't even have to own the game to be able to play it online. That's so really cool. The online accessibility is really nice because you don't have to each own a copy of the game to play it. Very uh, player forward. <laughs> right, right. Now I know you're you've got a lot of hours in Outriders. And I do. We, we know you like Monster Hunter. Yeah. So this is a, this is obviously a tough category for me. Uh, I I do enjoy both those games. Outriders was. Not well received, unfortunately, by the community. Monster Hunter, on the other hand, was. Um, I'd probably take Outriders. I have a weird love hate relationship with that game, but I have definitely put a lot of time into it. I just want it to be better. Monster Hunter, I think, is just too easy of a win for me in this category. Okay, yeah, I I, I would say being that it takes two is my only experience. That would be the one that I'd I'd probably want to win, but ultimately. We give the award for best multiplayer game to Monster Hunter Rise. Right, um, I think deservedly so. I think they they've done pretty well with their their online stuff. You know, even the last few iterations of the game. Right. You know, and I guess from what I understand, you know, for people that aren't too familiar with the online stuff, you can do the village quest and it kind of gives you tutorials and helps helps yep. you familiarize with the online aspect. Or you can do the gathering hub quests, which are much harder um, style quest that you can do with friends yeah and it's it's super approachable too like on all fronts it's kind of designed around this multiplayer experience being able to go out and hunt with other people and it's just been the core of monster hunter since kind of its inception so it makes sense you would think by now they've nailed it and again as they as time goes on it continues to show and in our midterm awards they take best multiplayer for good reason. Yep, deservedly so. 
And next up, we have best story and single player campaign. I think this is a category you and I can really both get behind. Right. Yep. Our first one is Resident Evil Village coming back again. Continue the story of Ethan Winter as he searches for his kidnapped daughter, Rose. Next, we have Bravely Default 2. To prevent a calamity, the surviving member of the royal family must find crystals stolen from her. Returnal, returning again. After crash landing on Atropos, you try to locate the origin of a mysterious signal, but find yourself in a time loop. And Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Play as Phoenix to stop Typhon and restore power to the Olympian gods. All right. What would you take? Again, I haven't played any of these games. (laughs) (laughs) I'm familiar with them. They look very cool. There's a lot that I want to play, but I I haven't had time to play it. Uh, If I was going to pick one, I would say the obvious choice is Resident Evil Village. I think uh, the single-player campaign, uh, I don't think it has online. But um, I think Not just I'm aware the of. story and the world that Capcom has created in Resident Evil Village is just, uh, it's top notch. It's right up there, you know, with a lot of the the best, you know, stories that Resident Evil has come out with. You know, because they, they've got, yeah. Resident Evil's gotten a little they've crazy gotten weird on a over few the of their games. But yeah. I think in terms of a story for Resident Evil, it still kind of fits into the narrative of the, of the original games, like a progression of the original games without being completely out of left field. And I think they've nailed it with the story, the gameplay, and everything that comes along with it. Yeah, and I I, got to give it a Resident Evil 2. It's one of those things where, yeah, they... It is a self-contained game. You could literally go play 7 and 8 and not know anything about Resident Evil and, and have a good time. It's a story about Ethan Winters and his life getting caught up in all of this stuff that's going on with Umbrella and and uh, um, Chris Redfield and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also really appreciates its fan base. You know, Capcom has put all these things in there, especially in Resident Evil Village, hearkening back to uh, one, two, three, four, and five. Uh, a little bit of six as well. But they have just created such a great experience for the player to go out and do. And this is coming out of Capcom. You know, it's no surprise, I don't think, that Capcom is doing what they do best and just making these single-player campaigns that everybody can kind of get behind. Right. I think Cop- Capcom has really been killing it lately with the, the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, the Resident Evil 7, the Resident Evil 8. Their, their last four Resident Evil releases have all been fantastically done right and lastly for the night we've got the category for best game the one you've all been waiting for to keep in mind the category is eligible for games that were released after november 20th through may 31st so uh there were there were some games i was hoping to be able to include in here (laughs) but unfortunately the release date was just a, a little too far back but the nominees for best game are Resident Evil Village. Will Ethan find his kidnapped daughter and how much abuse can his hands take? Dude, a lot. A <laughs> lot of abuse. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise. The endless quest for the self-improvement is paired with a beautiful world to explore. Now we have Bravely Default 2. 
Three years after the fall of the kingdom of Musa, you recover the you must recover the stolen crystals or face dire consequences. It takes two. Work together to explore magical worlds and to fix a broken marriage. And lastly, Returnal. Stuck in a time loop, you must discover the origins of a mysterious signal and escape the planet you crash landed on. Man, it's starting to feel like Returnal in here with it being on that list many times. It's They have been on the list <laughs> multiple times. Um, I think if I'm going to pick any game out of this list, uh, based on my experience and my style of games, I would probably go with Resident Evil Village just because sure. I've been a Resident Evil player since the very first one back on the PlayStation 1. Um, and I've always been a big fan of the series, you know, up until five and six. And then I kind of got back into it <laughs> around seven. Um, I have yet to play eight, but it's definitely on my list to play. And it's just been, it's been everywhere. I mean, it's, it's all over social media. Uh, right. me, the memes are all out there. Lady D is a big scores. part of it. <laughs> and I think in the last six months, I don't, I personally don't think there's been a game that's been more talked about and more well-received than Resident Evil Village. I think I can definitely jive with that. Resident Evil Village really has been this crazy game that, well, I can't even say it's crazy. I think everybody expected it. I just, it came at the right time. I think it came at a time where we really needed a game to be good. We we need a better game in our lives. Uh, we've been subject to so many of these releases uh, where we've been promised, you know, A or promised Z, and it always falls short. Right. And I think Resident Evil really, really delivered. Ultimately, that's not who we picked. Um, now, the best game category, we have to take everything into account. We have to take in the single-player mode. We have to take in the multiplayer mode if it has one, and the overall experience of the game in its entirety. And... Even though Resident Evil Village has a fantastic single-player campaign, I don't think that it was enough to um, knock Monster Hunter Rise from taking home the award. I think the mixture of the gameplay and the online aspect of it gives you a much more immersive and massive experience in a game that Resident Evil just wasn't able to to do. Uh, And that's not a knock on Resident Evil either, because Resident Evil is a fantastic game, but I just think that, you know, being that they're two different styles, I think being that Monster Hunter, you can play with friends and it's, it's another experience in the game just barely edges out Resident Evil. Yeah. And I think, I think what it really comes down to and, and why I'm okay with this being our pick is, uh, Resident, uh, sorry, Monster Hunter is an experience that keeps you coming back. It's something where your friends are going to be there, or you're you're trying to get that next piece of gear. It's got this experience that kind of keeps you hungry for it. Resident Evil, you're going to really enjoy, you know, the twenty to thirty hours that you put into it. It's probably going to be the best twenty to thirty hours you put into a game, maybe this year. Uh, but Monster Hunter Rise is going to be the game you're going to put 100 to 200 to 300 hours, and you're going to create some memorable experiences with your friends and just memorable experiences with the game as a whole. And I think that, for me, is why I am okay with this being the best game so far in 2021. 
We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in for our first midterm game awards. Before we go, we do have a few other awards that were given out before the show. We have best game to take pictures of Pokemon goes to Pokemon Snap. All right. Best game featuring gigantic vampire ladies goes oh, to Resident oh, I Evil know this Village. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> best game to play as a cat goes to Bowser's Fury. That's, well, till Stray comes out later this year. And best swimming game goes to Subnautica Below Zero. That one makes sense. I've heard you swim in it a couple times. You do. I, I, I've okay. heard there might be some water in that game. Oh, count me out. And just to recap before we go to... Uh, we've got Little Nightmares 2 taking home Best Visual Art Style and Best Indie Game. We've got Cyber Shadow, Best Original Soundtrack. Best RPG going to Returnal. Then we have Monster Hunter Rise taking home Best Multiplayer and Best Game. And Resident Evil Village taking home Best Story or Single Player Campaign. So congratulations to all the winners. But again, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in for our first Midterm Game Awards. If you have any feedback on our nominees or the winners, feel free to join the Discord, look us up on Twitter, and let us know if we got it wrong, if we got it right, or any games that we missed. Uh, we've only got a few episodes left of Season 1, and uh, so we'll, I think we got like two episodes left. Or this Something is Episode like 10, your 12 episodes, so uh, Season 1 will be coming to a close pretty soon, and we'll be picking it up a few months after. But... Um, We'll see you guys again next week, and hopefully we've got a great surprise interview for you guys coming up very soon before the season closes. But again, Ian, thank you for coming on today. Yeah, man. Thanks. Giving out these awards. I will be sure to let all these developers know. I'll, I'll, I'll text <laughs> them all and let them know that they won these fake imaginary awards from two guys right. who do a podcast, and um, we'll let you guys know what they say. Yeah, and uh, we we probably plan to revisit this at the end of the year and maybe do something yep. uh, a little more actually serious, like an actual game awards. <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll do another one towards the end of the year for an actual, um, fully fleshed out game awards for the whole year. So, right. But we'll see what comes out later on this year, and if any games that come out in the next six months can dethrone some of the winners that we heard tonight. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Player 2 Podcast with Sean and Ian. You can find us on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram at RNG Streams to keep up to date on new episodes, support the show, and submit ideas to discuss on future episodes. Music by Aaron Lennon. Voiceover by Ian Scott. A special thanks to our guests and supporters that make this possible. 